The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. Shalom everybody. Thank God it's Wednesday. God bless you so much for tuning into this week's edition of the Wednesday podcast. I hope this message meets you and yours in perfect condition. Shall we take a word of prayer if you don't mind? Heavenly Father, we are grateful for such a time as this. We ask that you will inform us by your word, reform us by your love, conform us to your will and transform us by your power in jesus mighty name we have prayer thanksgiving and the saints of god would say a believing amen hallelujah ladies and gentlemen by the grace of god and by the help of the holy spirit the month of september has been declared as a month of discipleship hallelujah now what this means is that our explorations of the word are going to center around the subject of discipleship now looking at the subject of discipleship there are several topics we can treat but in aligning with the season and the leadings of the spirit we are going to be looking at a very interesting yet illuminating subject which we have entitled the great commission hallelujah can you say that with me say the great commission one more time can you say that with me say the great commission praise the lord brothers and sisters several patriarchs talking about men and women within the christian fraternity have done justice to the subject of the great commission several messages have been preached several books have been written several conferences have been organized in this regard but i believe that through my lips the lord will paint the same picture using a different blend of colors in order to present a very distinct and unique perspective on this subject it is to help you see it in a way you have probably not imagined it in a way you haven't envisioned it to complement what others have said and done to the end that we would have a more comprehensive understanding of the subject of the great commission which will in turn make us more effective in the field of souls hallelujah and so if you are ready as i am i want you to get your bible your notepad your notebook your writing pad whatever it is and a very large chunk of attention because you would need it even as we journey through the word of the lord for today praise the lord to begin with we would have to define what the great commission is the reason being that you know i'm not trying to be sarcastic but the average believer does not even know what the great commission is it will surprise you that if you query one or two believers about the great commission 
you would have some very shocking answers hallelujah so let's define what the great commission is and then from here we will progress into other chapters of this message hallelujah now the great commission is one of those words you won't find explicitly written in the bible another example of such a word is the word rapture unless for you know um modern day translations that try to inculcate some of our jargons and cliches into their writings for the very ancient writings or translations of the bible you won't find a word like great commission you won't find a word like rapture hallelujah however the importance of these two words and more cannot be trivialized they are very very important hallelujah so the word or the phrase great commission is not found detailed in the bible as it were hallelujah and there is a history behind this phrase now historically it is believed to have been propounded or brought about by a 17th century lutheran missionary okay and he was by the name baron von welsh baron von welsh he was the of the opinion that jesus's instruction as we are about to see in matthew 28 was not just to the disciples that were present but even to the disciples that were yet to come to those who were yet to believe to those who were yet to get saved to those who were yet to be taught the tenets of the kingdom of god and by extension you and i are you with me and so this phrase was coined out of matthew 28 from verse 19 to 20 because in his opinion he he deemed it as a great commission now this phrase was later adopted by several you know reformists and global preachers in their writings in their preachings and in their speech and it trickled down till today it has become a very very popular phrase in christian literature hallelujah and so let's look at the scripture in question matthew 28 19 to 20. i will be reading from the new living translation the bible says therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit verse 20 teach these new disciples to obey all the commands i have given you and be sure of this i am with you always even to the end of the age hallelujah for the sake of emphasis can we take the text again matthew 28 from verse 19 to 20 new living translation it says therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit verse 20 teach these new disciples to obey all the commands i have given you and be sure of this i am with you always even to the end of the age hallelujah so ladies and gentlemen what is the great commission the great commission is an instruction by jesus to his disciples both present and future to reproduce their kind in other words to turn others into disciples like they are 
until every nation is discipled. What is the Great Commission? It is a charge from Jesus Christ to the disciples to take charge of our world by discharging disciples into the world. What is the Great Commission? It is an instruction to reconstruct our world with the Word. What is the Great Commission? It is a divine assignment that is backed with divine consignments. What is the Great Commission? It is a great mission that earns you a great commission. Hallelujah. Why is it a great commission? Why is it a great commission? Couldn't it have just been a commission? Because a commission is an instruction, is a command, it is an order. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So why is it a great commission? It is a great commission because of the person that said it. In my opinion, Jesus Christ is the greatest man to have ever walked on the face of the earth. And so whatever he says is equally great. Hallelujah. So it is a great commission, number one, because Jesus Christ commissioned it. Number two, why is it a great commission? It is a great commission because of the size of the mission field. Many missions are location specific. We are talking about countries. We are talking about towns. We are talking about cities. We are talking about continents, villages. These are all mission fields, organizations. These are all mission fields. But the Great Commission captures the whole world as its mission field. And to have the whole world as your mission field will take nothing less than a great effort to accomplish. So it is a great commission because it requires a great effort. Number three, why is it a great commission? It is a great commission because of the implications it will have on the world once it is fulfilled. Ladies and gentlemen, if the great commission is fulfilled, it will change the narrative of our world. It will rephrase history and it will fashion out the future in a way that people have never envisaged it to be. It will reshape history. It will reshape science. It will influence education, politics. It will have an effect on media, medicine, religion and the like. And for something of this nature to have the potency to affect every fabric of our world, it must indeed be a great commission hallelujah finally why is it a great commission it is a great commission because it comes with great opportunities and rewards great opportunities and rewards and for the sake of emphasis this is what this particular series is highlighting on the rewards of the great commission the opportunities therein what there what is there that will make any man or woman desirous of embarking on it. Hallelujah. And so progress with me as we bring these things to light. Now, having laid these foundations, I want us to move further in this discourse 
and in doing so i want us to look at a term i have coined a very very important term i want us to look at and it is called the great omission we just spoke about the great commission and there is a term i have coined i called it what the great omission so let's look at it what is the great omission now jesus christ before he left the face of the earth left us with a great commission and what has happened to the body of christ today is that we have taken out the sea i am talking on in terms of the majority because of course there are several you know church bodies that are carrying out the great commission to the latter and all respects and honor to such organizations or churches but when you look at everything on a larger scale we are culprits in this regard jesus left us with a great commission and we took out the sea in the commission what does the sea represent it represents christ what does the sea represent it represents commitment what does the sea represent it represents crucifixion to self so we took out the sea and we are left with omission so brothers and sisters sadly jesus left us with the great commission but we have turned it into a great omission now to buttress my statement according to a publication by world population review sources were also backed by wikipedia and other you know outlets the world's population comprises about 2.28 billion christians closely followed by islam at around 1.91 billion and hinduism at 1.16 billion now according to a bbc report islam is the fastest growing religion and will likely overtake christianity by the year 2070 now this assertion is also backed by several media outlets but this will not happen in the name of jesus and after you say amen to this prayer i want you to know that we have work to do hallelujah because this statistic is alarming the statistic is very very alarming it has present and future implications i mean futuristically what it means is that there is a likelihood that your generation will become muslims there is a likelihood that your generation will not become christians but that will not happen in the name of jesus hallelujah and so based on these and more statistics we can say that there is a great omission because we are not fulfilling the great commission ladies and gentlemen there is a great omission because evangelical zeal amongst believers is dying on a daily basis in many churches the evangelism department is the least populated 
evangelical activities are the least attended and evangelical messages are the least preached. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a great omission. Evangelical department is the least populated. Averagely, when you enter any and every church, you will find out shockingly that the evangelism department is one of the departments that struggles to get people to join them. You will also discover that when we organize or evangelical activities are organized, they are the least patronized. You will also discover that evangelical messages, I am talking about thorough evangelical messages, are scarce from our pulpits. We casually tell the congregants, go and win souls and it ends there. We casually tell them you have to win souls and you know all of this is not enough. It is creating a great omission and it is not aiding the body of Christ to you know fulfill the great commission. And so the goal of this series is to repaint the picture of evangelism. Because I believe that the reason for the great omission amongst many things is because a wrong picture of evangelism has been painted especially to this generation. And so we as the upcoming generation have to repaint the picture of of evangelism in such a way that appeals to our generation even as we bank on the supply of the spirit as well because without the supply of the spirit it is only a you know a wish that may never happen are you with me hallelujah and so one of the reasons why evangelism so winning and for that matter the great commission is unattractive amongst other reasons like i said is because people don't see can't measure and can't relate with the benefit of evangelism the impact it has on them individually follow me carefully we simply tell people it is your duty as a child of god it is the heartbeat of god so go for evangelism heaven rejoices when you win a soul so go for evangelism you will be rewarded in heaven so go for evangelism souls are dying so go for evangelism tell somebody about jesus so go for evangelism now in as much as all of these aforementioned are beautiful amazing glorious statements you would know and notice that all of these benefits cannot be really related to the person doing the evangelism they don't see it as something that has a direct link to the affairs of their lives and as human as they are they are likely to tilt towards the direction of the things that benefit them in the end i don't know if you are following what i'm saying hallelujah oh hallelujah so this is very 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 important very 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 important and until we begin to paint a different picture of soul winning in such a way that it beautifies the life of the believer 
and not just the church. People will keep withdrawing from soul winning and find it unpleasant and unprofitable. We have done well with prayer. We have done well with giving. We have done well with fasting and other pillars of our faith. But, you know, when it even comes to prayer, our messages are mostly centered, you know, we have done diligence with prayer. And people have now discovered that there is a direct, people can relate the results of their lives to prayer. People can relate the happenings of their lives to prayer. And that is why people come for prayer meetings. That is why people pray. People can relate the happenings of their lives to giving. And that is why they give. People can relate the happenings of their lives to fasting. And that is why they fast. But many times, people have not been taught, as it were, to know the benefits that accrue from evangelism. And so they can't relate the happenings in their lives to evangelism. This, I believe, in my opinion, amongst many things, is the reason for the great omission. Hallelujah. Our messages are mostly on evangelism, are mostly, you know, how it affects heaven, how it affects the church, but not how it affects the individual. Evangelism makes God happy, you know, it populates heaven beautiful, you know, people are dying, all of these things, amazing. You know, evangelism helps the church grow and as the church grows, it is able to fulfill its mandate as an individual entity being part of the corporate body of Christ, beautiful. But what about the individual? Can they relate the results and the happenings of their lives to evangelical activities? This, amongst many things, is the reason for this particular series. Hallelujah. Naturally speaking, people will tilt towards what benefits them in the long run. No matter how religious they are, no matter how loving they are, you know, evangelism shouldn't necessarily be on how it benefits you. But we are dealing with human beings. And even God in his dealings with men, if you study the Old Testament, even through to the New Testament, God always told people the benefits of doing whatever he asked them to do. So telling people to go for evangelism without them knowing what they will benefit personally is an exercise that will end in futility. Hallelujah. And so that takes us to the next point in this particular discourse, the commission. We have looked at the great commission. We have looked at the great omission. Now let's look at the commission. Now, like I have said on countless occasions, words have several meanings. For example, the word juju in Africa, specifically Ghana. In other parts of the world like the Bahamas, juju is a fruit. And so words can carry different meanings depending on the context. Now, in this context, I want to bring us to a different understanding and that means that let's look at the word commission now a commission is the reward and for transacting business on behalf of someone or an organization it is what the reward you end or earn as a result of transacting business on someone else's behalf it could be a person or an organization are you with me 
and so there are several companies that employ people and the terms of payment wages and salary are commission basis the more products you are able to sell or the more services you are able to render determines how much commission you are able to earn or you are going to earn i want to ask you something at this point at this juncture have you ever seen the great commission as a way to earn a great commission have you ever envisaged pictured the great commission which is our sending out into the world as an opportunity to earn a great commission let's look at what the bible says in luke chapter 18 from verse 28 to 30 luke chapter 18 from verse 28 to 30 i'll be reading from the new living translation peter said we have left our homes to follow you verse 29 yes jesus replied and i assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom will be repaid many times over in this life take notes of the words will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come pay attention to the words and will have eternal life in the world to come this was a question that was asked by peter and as human as peter is or was just like you and i are he wanted to know the benefit for following jesus what was in there for him jesus didn't rebuke him as being carnal he didn't rebuke him as being fleshy because that is human nature in case you don't know the bible says that even jesus knowing the joy that was set before him endured the cross there was a reward for his obedience that was the motivation knowing the joy that was set before him he endured the cross are you getting what i'm trying to say so peter wanted to know what is the benefit as my you know as i labor as a disciple i was equally expecting jesus to say don't worry when you get to heaven you know you'll be sorted out and all of that you receive your reward but interestingly jesus said yes i know you have left everything to follow me but there is a reward for you it wouldn't only be in heaven you would receive many times over which means that the reward is not one it's not two it's not once it's not twice that word many times over means it's talking about occurrence and um quantity necessarily are you getting what i'm trying to say so what this means is that the reward is in two folds one on earth and one in the age to come a present and a future reward many people think it is only in heaven that god will reward no sir no madam he will reward you here on earth and in the age to come everything that god has called you to do there is an earthly reward for it first before you receive another reward in the heavens let me give you a typical example talking about the man abraham the father of faith god appeared to abraham and told him follow me leave your father's house your kindred your household and follow me to a place i will show you then in genesis chapter 13 verse 2 
when abraham took stock of his life he had livestock you didn't hear what i said when abraham took stock of his life he had abundance of livestock god rewarded him also with silver and gold this was his earthly reward for following god number two in the book of luke chapter 16 when lazarus died we were told that he was resting in abraham's bosom that abraham's bosom is abraham's eternal reward so for obeying god he was rewarded on earth and in heaven this same principle applies to every other thing that god has called you and i to do prayer fasting giving serving and of course evangelism there are earthly rewards for evangelism there is a commission on the great commission hallelujah and that is one of the reasons why i tell people that whatever you give god is waiting for you in the future whatever you gave god is waiting for you in the future ecclesiastes chapter 11 he says cast your bread upon the waters and you will find it after many days have you ever put bread in water before how did it look like it dissolves it disappears so there are many things you do for god that look like they have disappeared it looks like it was an exercise in futility it looks like it was a waste of time waste of resources waste of energy waste of everything that it was that you put in cast your bread upon the water the bible says you will find it after many days it may be lost on the surface of the water but it is not lost in the realm of the spirit there is a payback system in the kingdom of god let's look at isaiah chapter 45 in conclusion in this particular episode i'm just trying to lay the foundation so that when we take off you'll be able to appreciate the message more and to know that we are trying to paint a different picture of evangelism to this generation and beyond isaiah 45 verse 19 reading from the new king james version it says i have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth i did not say to the seed of jacob seek me in vain i the lord speak righteousness i declare things that are right hallelujah let's pay attention to the b and the c part of this message god is saying something here he says i haven't called you nor anybody to seek me in vain which means that whatever god has called us to do is not supposed to be in vain it can't be in vain in other words if i can't be found i wouldn't tell you to look for me if i don't answer prayer i wouldn't ask you to pray if i don't reward i wouldn't tell you to serve me therefore if i have commanded you to go about the great commission it is because number one i want to make you great to the great commission number two i have a mission for your life through the great commission number three i have a great commission in other words a reward for you if you obey the great commission therefore ladies and gentlemen if you are not about the great commission you are missing something great wherever you are begin to pray begin to pray begin to pray begin to pray 
malege vohosa lagabahaya mandili mikovele heskuva labara The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. <laughs> 